This podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong sexual language. I'm the Bomber. And I'm the Bell. And we are a black married professional couple. And on this podcast, we share our experiences and tips as we traverse the swinger lifestyle. Welcome to the black and kinky lifestyle. So today's episode is about why we started this podcast. Um, so I have five reasons why we started this podcast, um, and we're just going to go through them one by one. All right, so we got a nice, uh, a nice odd number to go through. Um, should say there's probably more than five reasons, um, but. You know, that just wouldn't have made for a good title for episode one. So um, the first reason is um, there uh, weren't many lifestyle podcasts for black people. Or um, that featured black people, like as the host. Yeah, a lot of the podcasts we heard featured older white couples. Mm-hmm. And or some more younger white couples, like middle age. I mean... The age range for the lifestyle is kind of like, you know, 21 and up. So, Mm -hmm. like, younger is still 30s, 40s-ish, I guess. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, So, I guess we would be considered on the younger end. At at this point, you know, t- time continues moving forward, and soon we won't <laughs> we won't be there anymore. Um, but right now, we're we're in the younger arena, and I don't know. I think that um, just like anything, I mean, outside the outside of the lifestyle, you know, when you you're thinking about hanging out with other people, other couples, you want to be with your peers. Yeah. Um, you know, essentially, you share a common culture. Um, with your peers in a way that's different from from older older couples I actually didn't tell you this but we you know on our oh I I might have told you this on our um, SLS profile Mm -hmm. I had asked for feedback on our profile because you can do that on SLS Um, and a lot of the feedback came from one older woman I can't remember her profile name but um, she just had a lot of suggestions about being more specific on like, you know, for example, we, we do like shows. Yeah. Um, we like do TV like shows, right. We like shows, but more so we like, like live shows, like Broadway right, yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was saying to be more specific about the kind of shows we like, I mean, not the kind of shows, but where we go to see shows. She's talked about, for example, I'm not going to say which institution but it mm-hmm. but but that kind of thing I, I for some reason i was thinking that would matter to an older couple um like knowing... wait, like what theater we frequent exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know maybe it does but but maybe it does i don't know older I, I can imagine older couples going to see more theater than younger couples i mean there is a theater that puts on a lot of productions that we like but I, that seems like very specific mm-hmm. for a very specific set of people. Yeah, honestly. Like, if I'm looking at a profile, I'm not going to be like, ooh, do they go to the same theater as we do? Do they, like, patronize the same theater companies? 
Like, that's really important to me. Right. Oh, look, there's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... So, but, I mean, but basically, I mean, I think um, outside of that, um, so there's the age thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, there's the race thing. Yeah. Um, now, we can honestly say at this point, we have not played with a couple that was not black. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, we haven't done that yet. And we've met a lot of couples. But, I mean, just in general, outside of the lifestyle, a lot of our friends are black. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that we're racist. Um, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, we go to churches that are predominantly black. Um, you know, we party with black folks. Um, and um, it just made sense that we would want to play with black folks, too. Right. Um, and, you know, a lot of the lifestyle podcasts just did not speak to that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. And then... Like, our experiences as black people in the lifestyle, I think it's different than non-people of color in the lifestyle. Just, like, because there there are just going to be cultural differences, right? Mm -hmm. Like expectations for dress code like you know (laughs) black people love a theme Mm -hmm. and so if there's a theme for a party like we're gonna show up Mm -hmm. adhering to the theme and some of our melanin deficient counterparts don't always quite get on the same page you know that is true um we we've so so at this point we're not super veterans of the lifestyle but Every single party we've gone to um, has been, you know, or most parties that have not been black um, have featured a lot of white folks. And even though the dress code might say come sexy, they just come, with, you know, like whatever. Um, and like it's a regular day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, you, you, you want to attract other couples, right? Um, <laughs> so we would be really overdressed for these parties. Um so, no, black people like to show out, so... But also, maybe that's an... I would, well, I would say maybe that's a newbie thing, too. Like, we, like, come extra dressed up. But I don't think so, because some of the other black couples we talk to have the same experience and sentiments mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, but, yeah, with the culture, you know, there are certain kinds of music we like, movies we like, you know... Um, just certain aspects of our American culture that speak particularly to black people. And so that leads for conversations that I feel like I'm more comfortable having with a black couple that I might not be as comfortable having with a white couple, right? Um, Like, I'd be okay bringing up Black Lives Matter (laughs) at a lifestyle (laughs) party with black people in it. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't be as comfortable bringing... Not not to say that that's a good topic to bring up during a lifestyle party at all. But, you know, politics comes in in, in, um, just about any setting you could imagine. So, all right. So, so that was one thing about about that particular reason. So, um, another thing is that... Uh, there's a misconception out there, I think, that black people don't swing. No. Um, and we have come to find out that lots of black people swing. Lots of them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of them. Right. And they are, some of them are older, some of them are younger. Um, and we thought it was impo- important to 
uh, create a podcast that told folks, black people out there that are really thinking about doing something like this, about, you know, engaging in the uh, consenting, uh, non-monogamous lifestyle um, and thinking that, you know, they're alone. Right. Because we're quick to say, oh, that's some white people shit. But, like, it's not. Like, it's actually kind of every people shit. Because <laughs> I think we pretty, for the most part, we've seen a variety of races and ethnicities at parties um, and events. But we still, like, kind of go towards our our community. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to say, we have so, I mean, yeah, we saw white people, black people, Spanish people. Asian people, well, particularly, well, I don't know if they were Chinese, Korean, or Japanese, but they weren't Indian. Right. I don't think we've seen Indian folks no. in, in, in the parties we've been to. But I have seen them online, so, but they're, they're, they're on a lot there. of, they're, they're not a lot of them, but they're, they're there. Um, so, um, I mean, I think there are couples, I know of a few couples that are really sort of thinking about whether or not this is something they want to do, um, and they are under the, uh, you know, misconception that this is for old older white couples and and then they're out there i mean they're still a big population of the lifestyle but they're not the only ones out there Mm -hmm. yeah definitely not the only ones and they and 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 i gotta say i mean i think (laughs) i wonder sometimes if they are just as um, I don't want to say racist, but I'm I'm, try, I'm trying to think of <laughs> selective. A selective, yes, <laughs> as we are. Um, I know that there are some white couples and maybe some you know black couples as well that that just exclusively go for interracial playtime. Yeah, um, that gets a little tricky, and that's probably a topic for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, the whole fetish thing it mm-hmm. gets weird, but yeah. Yeah, there there are there are a lot of white women and white husbands that are looking for some BBC. So, yeah. um, look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say BBCs. So, just another related note about that is um, we want to help black people find their 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 uh, tribe. Um, swinging is just you know nationwide um, and it's global. Um, and uh, you might be in a community where you're thinking, well, nobody's really into this. Um, well, you might be real wrong about that. I mean, I'm sure there are little rural towns where it's like you're you might be the only swinging couple, but for the most part, you know, if you're you know if you're online, if you go into some parties, you can find your tribe. Your tribe is out there. Ninety nine point ninety nine of the population enjoys having orgasms, <laughs> um, and the other, you know, point oh oh one percent want one, and they just haven't had one yet. So <laughs> there are freaks out there, a lot of freaks, um, and we yeah. want to help you find yours. Okay, so that's reason number one. That's reason number two. I thought. No, no, no. We're still at reason number one. Oh, I think reason number two was provide guidance to couples who are considering entering the lifestyle. I guess that was related to one of my sub-reasons for number one. Oh, but mate, this is a little different. So, in the lifestyle, I think, like, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some things that you've learned that you think are important for people to know? <laughs> given your experience, Bell. Mm. I mean, I think there's a lot of things 
to know. One, first of all, know your relationship. Like, be very clear on your relationship with your husband or partner, spouse, whoever, um, that, you know, both of you all are on the same page going into the lifestyle. You have um, an understanding that, you know, this is not something that's there to fix your relationship. Like, this is something extra. You already have to have a strong foundation um, before you even approach the the lifestyle. I would say, like, know yourself. Um, and then you'll learn more about yourself as you're in the lifestyle. But really, be in touch with your sexual being. Um, like, know what you like and what you don't like. Because <laughs> you're going to run into people who are going to want to do what you don't like. And so you need to be very clear about that or, like jump on that early to say, you know what, that's that's something that's not for me. I think um, learning how to set boundaries, like, you know, what are your deal breakers, mm-hmm. understanding that um, are key things. Communication, like you should be communicating throughout, you know, the whole process as you're exploring, um, as you're kind of moving up levels. Because um, there's, 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 you know, all swingers are not created equal. Um so, you know, understanding as you grow in your experience and have more experiences that you're con- continuing to communicate how you're feeling and what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I'd say more generally that even when it comes to you as an individual, you know, when you reflect on how you met your partner or even how you initially began dating, right? I think when it can- when it comes to dating, you have a lot of um, ideas about what you're supposed to do. You learn it from your peers. You learn it from, hell, I mean, you learn it from Hollywood. You learn it from TV. You learn it from your parents. So, uh, and, and you know, you might learn it more formally, uh, excuse me, formally, if you're asking specific questions of your, your peers and your parents about how you're supposed to date and, and, and whatnot. And, of course, um, you learn from your experience. The thing about the lifestyle, though, we don't have a foundation or model, or we don't have many of them, mm-hmm. on how to behave in the lifestyle, how to find a couple that works for you. Um, what is it that you need to be communicating with your partner about couples that you want to play with or individuals you want to play with? What are some things you need to watch out for? What are some um, no-nos of the lifestyle? Um, this isn't necessarily something you can just say, all right, well, me and my partner, we decided that we're okay with each other, you know, playing around with other people. We're just going to find another couple and we're going to just go in. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Like we said, you know, it's about, you know, finding finding your tribe, but you have to know that there are some crazy couples out there. I mean, you know, this, yeah. this, this is a topic for another episode. When it comes to really being patient, vetting a couple, um, sometimes couples that you want to play with just are not in a place to play. Sometimes your partner might say they're ready and they're really not. And so there are a lot of things you have to watch out for. And so that the big reason why we wanted to put this podcast together, and to be honest, we're still learning. We still learn something new from every single couple and we'll, you know, use this podcast to um to communicate that. But no, there's a there's a language, there's a uh you know, there's there's a way to be methodical about creating online profiles. There's a way to uh communicate with other couples. There are certain 
things to know about like um well when you're chatting with another couple you know what are some what are some you know sometimes you know you meet another couple and you like to text them or um chat with them on kick or, or group me or whatever whichever of the hundred different texting apps are out there you want to mm-hmm. use you know what about sharing pictures there are do's and don'ts of sharing pictures with other couples yeah. sharing videos with other couples um taking pictures with other couples some some uh, or individuals some have different ways of doing that you have to really think about what's comfortable for you and there's just so much to know you know when we talk to other folks about the lifestyle they have a lot of questions for us that tells me not only that people are interested, but they also want to be careful about how they uh, how they approach the lifestyle. So that was one big reason why we created this. It was a way to um, uh, deliver knowledge um, and guidance um, to couples um, because this is a decision that can be the greatest thing in the world for a couple mm-hmm. or it can be the worst thing you've ever done. Uh, so, um, so one thing, one last thing I'll say about that is, you know, communication is important and, um, and that, you know, that foundation line you had, Miss Bell, um, was important, um, because I've heard stories of couples thinking that they can fix a problem Mm -hmm. in their marriage. Uh, if, for example, they have a sexless marriage, you can fix the problem by, moving forward with the lifestyle and trust me you probably will have more sex but it will probably do so much damage to your relationship if you're not really clear on why you're not having sex like if you're not having sex that's that's a problem that you need to fix before even thinking about getting into the lifestyle so um so that was reason number two so we want to normalize alternatives to to traditional monogamous marriages for black couples Yes. So, you have anything to say about that, Mrs. Bell? I mean, you know, it's kind of <laughs> oxymoronic that we want to normalize the lifestyle and we're being anonymous on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Good catch. We're not ashamed of being in the lifestyle or anything about our marriage. Um But people are judgy and people feel some type of way about things that they're unfamiliar with. Um, And so in the best anonymous way we can, we really want to help people understand that this isn't the right way to do your marriage um, and that there's no right or wrong way to do your marriage. You just have to figure out what works for you. Um, And this works for us and it works for a lot of couples. And so... If it works for a lot of couples, um, you know, it should be something that is is normalized and not seen as so, so taboo or, like, really out there and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so we just want to understand that, you know, if you've thought about it, it doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean that you don't love your spouse or love your partner. It doesn't mean that you don't want to be with them. Um, it, none of that. Um, it's just another way to engage life with individuals. No, I would I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I think the traditional marriage may very well work. The traditional monogamous marriage may very well work for many couples, and it has for, you know, centuries. I think times have changed, um, and there's room for the lifestyle. Um, and if couples want to explore it, and this is ex- 
again, if couples want to explore it, we want to normalize that. And again, um, we don't want people to feel like they're weird. Now, uh, I'll reiterate what you said about this being an anonymous podcast. You're right. We're not, we're not, this isn't an anonymous podcast because we're ashamed. This is an anonymous, anonymous podcast because we have, we are in, we are part of circles, I'll say, that make a lot of decisions in our lives and one <laughs> one example is um our jobs right <laughs> um uh that we want to keep and we know that um this is the kind of thing that can cause problems in professional circles mm-hmm. um and so I won't go into detail about what we do, but I'll just say that this could be damaging if we are ID'd, and that's the only reason why we this is anonymous. Um, uh, but, you know, we've told our friends, um, there are a few family members that we told, um, and yeah, we're, we're not ashamed of it at all because it's something that works for us. Um, and let's be honest, I mean, when it comes to the bedroom, Nobody needs to be in your business anyway. Right. Whatever you do, consenting is up to you. Um, and we want to, you know, if there's shame that couples out there are feeling, if they're thinking about this or currently doing this, we really want to uh, be, um, uh, we really want to fight against that shame. So that was reason number three. Reason number four is that we believe the lifestyle has been great for us and can be great for other couples in the black community. Oh, I love this one. Um, I'll let you speak on that first as far as how it's been great for us. Um, yeah, so it has been great. And like, it's hard to explain. I don't know if it's like the chemical changes in, you know, your brain or whatever. But like anytime after we play with a couple um, or go to a party or something like that, like it just makes me want to be with the bomber even more like i just want i just want to be up under him all day you know for the whole day it just i don't know it makes me more in love with him it makes me more attracted to him not that i'm not attracted or in love with him um previous to that but it just intensifies all of those emotions and you know there's there's been a lot of you know think pieces and podcasts and articles about why um marriages are breaking down these days and why they don't work. And one of the things is that they're saying is that um, individuals are putting too much expectations, too high expectations Mm -hmm. on their partners, Mm -hmm. right? So they, you know, before you get married or in a relationship, you know, you get different things from different people. So your best friend, you know, gives you that emotional support. Your partner gives you that, you know, sexual fulfillment. You know, you have these professional mentors give you, you know, that career help. And then once people get married, they pile all of those expectations Mm -hmm. onto their spouse or partner. And that can be very taxing for a person, right? And so one of the things I think the lifestyle does is it alleviates those kind of high expectations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not like I was, com- I'm still completely sexually satisfied with my husband, um, and you should be before going into the lifestyle, uh, but it just gives more variety and it doesn't make him have to do all these grand things in order to like completely fulfill me right um so i think that's you know the key thing is that you know 
the lifestyle is for people who want to stay together and, and want to be with their partner forever. It's not for people who are like on the edge of breaking up. Um, and so, you know, if you're at that place where, you know, you like, I really like this. Part. I really am just into my spouse or partner. And, you know, maybe those expectations are too high. You know, some people just can't give you everything that you feel like you need, you know, mm-hmm. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And what we're saying is it's okay to maybe explore if you can get that elsewhere. After we go to a party or whatever, yeah, no, uh, Miss Bell talked about, like, you know, she wants to be all up under me. I'm just going to say it flat out. We have amazing sex after we come yes. uh, with each other a lot after <laughs> yeah. we come from these events. So it's it, it's enhanced our the quality of our sex with each other. Quality of our sex with each other has always been great, but uh, I think this was like sort of an added bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, also, and we'll probably have episodes about this um to talk about more details on this but the lifestyle has actually given us incentives to stay in shape yeah <laughs> you know i think that's one thing that could happen in a marriage you could really let yourself go because you know it doesn't matter your partner ain't going nowhere right. anyway well <laughs> in the lifestyle you have to actually attract other couples so yes. um you better keep yourself on point because if your wife is looking like what or you're looking like what y'all not going to work out um yeah. and fine because because the the, tr- the attraction usually has to be like it has to be travel in four different directions right, right. or um, the couples that you want to play with are not going to want to play with you exactly yeah and you don't want that that's never yeah. a good situation to be in um although it, it happens it could happen and it's you know it's 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 inevitable um outside yeah. of whether or not you're in shape and these aren't like you don't have to be a model or anything and like i said we can talk about this on another episode but um it helps so Mm -hmm. you know keep it right keep it tight yes no it it helps so i'm so so the the physical attraction piece is is one thing right you want to you want to make sure you are at your fittest and some people have certain body types where they're not going to you know even come close to looking like a model i know i don't i'm not coming close to looking like a model but i look sexy shit so (laughs) but but um I will say that outside of that, you know, eating right and working out, it also improves the quality of your performance. Okay? And your pH, ladies. <laughs> yes. Drink that water. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that stuff really, really matters. Um, so get your cardio up for the fellas. Um, you want to be able to maintain stamina. We Again, we got another episode on that one coming up. Um, and of course you want to, um, you want to keep, you want to keep things working well on the inside. So it matters what you eat and, and, and how you're working out. And that's, that's one thing that I've, I've enjoyed about the lifestyle. Um, so outside of that, I think, um, the lifestyle also has helped, I don't know, it's helped me have an excuse for maintaining my game and charm, okay? And I'll have another episode on that. Um, but again, in a marriage, I think this happens to guys a lot. But when we get married or when we've been in a relationship for a while, um, we have you ever met a couple where the husband just doesn't say anything? <laughs> like, he just sits in front of the TV, doesn't say anything, isn't sociable, doesn't care what you have to say, doesn't care who's coming and came in the house. He's just, just sort of sitting there, not trying to crack any jokes or nothing. Sometimes I think for guys, especially, we just 
we just run out of reasons to maintain the quality of communication with other people outside of our lives. And so I think the lifestyle has sort of made me like um, care about that more. Um, and so um, there are all kinds of YouTube videos and, you know, articles about how to um, how to always display confidence, how to tell a good story. Um, how to make, you know, how to make people laugh, how to, um, uh, um, be the center of attention when you want to be and not, um, and, and also how to avoid awkward silences and situations, all that stuff, um, you have a reason to, to learn. Um, and, and not only that, does that make you more attractive, but it makes you a better partner, right? Because theoretically you wouldn't just be using that with you know, potential mm -hmm. play partners, but also with your partner. Like, you'll be communicating better with your partner. Mm -hmm. You're, when you go on, you know, dates between each other, you mm -hmm. know, that's better because you have a better idea and sense of how you want to be and it puts you in a different place. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely might give you some ideas on what you might want to try with your partner. Um, so, um, so, so, so Miss Bell is probably not pleased to know that I'm I'm trying to figure out how to make her squirt because I've, I've made it happen Good. with another woman. And I've read a lot of articles, and it's possible. You just I'm have to okay let it happen. Not squirting. Like I got plenty other tricks. I don't need to have that one. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll have you look at a few YouTube videos that are, that might change your mind. Uh, I'll say it's definitely improved our communication too. The lifestyle has done that, um, and so again, I really, I, you know, I just can't say this enough. We really want to um, want to let people know that there's a lot of benefits um, if 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 it's done right. All right. So the last um, reason why we started this podcast was um, we believe that promoting healthy and loving marriages and relationships is important to building strong black families and communities. Yes. Yes. Um, and you want to speak on that first or should I? I'll let you go first. So... You know, a lot of people have a lot to say about the black community. Um, we're, you know, we're a community that is continuing to grow. We've made a lot of um, progress um, throughout the decades in the face of great adversity. Um, I know that there are a lot of problems in our community, um, but I'll say this. Um, we are one of the only groups um, that have been um, enslaved in the way that we've been enslaved in the United States. Uh, we've had our culture ripped from us. Uh, we cannot trace our ancestral um, origins, um, our language, and uh, we have experienced one of the few groups to experience a dehumanized form of slavery in the world. I know a lot of people say, well, slavery existed in Asia and Europe. No, no, no. It wasn't. We No, the, the level of dehumanization where we were looked at as subhuman, that was very unusual. In the history of slavery, that was very unusual. Slaves throughout history were always depicted um, as um, not, not as subhuman, 
um, but uh, they 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 didn't have any money and they were owned. Um, but they were allowed to keep their cultures and speak their language. Right, that wasn't taken away from them and trace their ancestral history. Now, I will say that even though all of that has happened to us, look where we have come. Um, there aren't many groups, not many ethnic groups in the world that can say they've been able to accomplish the things that we have given the level of adversity and erasing of history that we have faced. So I just wanted to make sure I said that before I started getting into what I think is um, at the core of um, you know, building our communities. Um, but I really think that relationships, healthy relationships and marriages are the way to build healthy communities. Unfortunately, we have a lot of children um, growing up in poverty, growing up in single-headed households, growing up without dads. Um, and although uh, some, you know, single parents do make it work, um, I grew up under a single parent and, you know, he made it work. There are uh, a lot that don't. For every, for every single parent, single-headed household that makes it, there are so many others that do not make it. And uh, that tells me that a two-parent household, married couples, are, um, are one of the biggest solutions to our problems. Not the only solution. I understand that there are folks that get married all the time. They're in, wedding, they're in marriages that don't work. They're in abusive relationships. Uh, and um, sometimes even the marriages that do work don't necessarily mean that the household will be economically prosperous. Um, I'm not saying that at all, but what I am saying is that um, on almost every single metric we have a measure for children, families, um, they do better in married households um, than those who are not in married households. You can't, you can... I would challenge anyone to find me a metric or measure, whether it's behavioral, any kind of socioeconomic characteristics um, that are better, better for those um, that are not in married uh, headed households. Um, you know what the hell I'm saying. So that's so, so that's one broader reason why we're doing this, because, you know, if it's something that can strengthen a marriage, something that can keep people together. We're going to support it because we believe um, in keeping families together. Absolutely. Okay. So those were our five reasons for why we created this podcast. Yeah. So I think we did pretty well. It was, you know, not too long. It took just under 40 minutes to get through. All right. So we are going to now talk about our hit list for this episode. Um. And in this episode, we decided to do our hit list on, um, I guess, throwback uh, musicians that we would totally smash. Yeah. So, like, artists, music artists back in the day that could get it. Yes. So, um, you go first because I'm trying to remember what mine was and I'm having trouble right now. <laughs> So, I think I have two. So, my first one is, of course, D'Angelo. Because, I mean, that body. Come on now. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't want to be underneath him? What, like, what, what was that video he had where the dude was just straight up naked the whole was, time? Yes. And, like, the camera 
pan down just enough so you can get that B cut. <laughs> and you can see that hint. <laughs> yes, everybody going wild. I can't even think of the name of the song right now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Was it I Can Afford a Personal Trainer? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was naturally like swole, I think. See, just life is just not fair. It's just <laughs> all types of brothers just being born with bodies of God is not right. And see, okay, so my second one is Cisco. Like, I love me some Cisco. And, I mean, obviously that was before, like, I had a height requirement. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just his dancing he be looking his lips and all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, he was, and he, he was a decent dancer. No, he 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 had a voice. I don't know what happened to his career though. Yeah, I don't know. Did did you like the platinum hair? Was that your thing? Like I thought it was cute. Yeah. Platinum like, hair. Like he was on a brother. Was, I don't know. He was Chris Brown before Chris Brown came out. Like before, like oh, that's true. Like he I had could, like I, a I see that that kind of career path, and then I don't know what happened. Did he get on crack? Man, I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like that's what happens to all the artists. Like they, yeah, feel like, like they had a good career and then get on crack. Got on crack. It's over. <laughs> and that's when it ends. Yeah. Um, so what's yours? Mine is what? 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 what I don't even know if I got one. Hold on. <laughs> I feel like I said Foxy Brown, but then somebody else. Because um, you decided you didn't want vanity. Yeah, yeah, vanity I'm going to save for another hit list for another day. Um, but I really, I really liked, uh, oh, no, I remember what it was. So uh, Foxy Brown, I really liked her. I, I don't know, there's something about there's something about the way she posed for her pictures um, and just how eloquently she used to rap about her pussy. <laughs> Eloquent pussy raps. Yes, exactly. You know, little Kim used to rap about her pussy a lot, too. But she would just, you know, she would just deepen her voice a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. And, and it would just take away. It, it, it just removed something from me. Anytime she started rapping, it was like, yo, yo, she just get too, too deep for me. <laughs> um, Wait, so sidebar. So then how do you feel about Cardi B rapping about her pussy? Cardi B sounds Cardi B sounds sexy to me. Okay. When she raps about her pussy. Actually, she just sounds... Cardi B has a special place in my heart. <laughs> okay? I wouldn't want to smash Cardi B. I'd like, I'm, I'm okay just being friends with her. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna's different. Oh. Rihanna, I'd smash. Yeah. But, but, but this is back in the day, so we won't talk about her. Okay. I, can, I can talk for a while about Rihanna. Okay. Uh, but my other hit list back in the day musician was, uh, was Left Eye. Mm-hmm. Because I think Left Eye, I think Left Eye can make a brother scream. Mm-hmm. I, I think she would be dangerous, especially like I, I think she could ride a guy hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that you went for two rappers. Yeah, I mean R and B singers. Um, I don't know. They like Tony Braxton didn't do it for you. Nah, this uh, Tony Braxton had a weird shape to her head. <laughs> She had a pear-shaped head. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How do you have a pear-shaped head? Like, like the top of her head was so just smaller? a little small, like like kind of like Ninja Turtles. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I yeah, got you. you understand? Like, her yeah. cheeks were just a little too, you know what I'm saying? She had a nice body, but, mm-hmm. like, 
I was never, a, I never thought she was white. I mean, there was just this one video. I can't remember what the name of the song was, but she was wearing this white bodysuit. Mm-hmm. That was the only time she looked sexy to me in a video. Mm-hmm. And any other time she was just like, oh, okay, that's Toni Braxton. She's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with, with those. Two. I, can't, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll think of another R&B singer some other time. But those are the two I went with um, for my hit list. So, um so that was our that was our hit list, um, and we will uh, clearly have some more hit lists to talk about. There are just so many fuckable people in the world. Indeed. What else do we need to talk about? Oh, I know. Hmm. Sticky pages. Yes. Sticky pages. All right, so this is episode one. Um, so we got to explain what sticky pages are. You want to take a shot at that? So sticky pages are just the tantalizing details of one of our rendezvous with a couple, one of our lifestyle experiences. Um, so if you're in the lifestyle and you have a sticky page for us, please send them in. Um, but we'll always at the end of the episode share some sticky pages. Yes. Um, so sticky pages. So, um, folks in the black community will probably know where this comes from. I think this was something that came from the Don Diva magazine. Yeah. Um, and their sticky page section was, um, you know, Don Diva, for those of you who don't know, is like an urban magazine. Um, I think they're in other magazines too, right? I would I would think so. Yeah. We should Google it, sticky pages at some point, just to see where else it came from. But I don't know. I I thought it always came from like, you know, a lot a lot of like Don Diva subscriptions would be uh, you know, there are folks in prison who have Don Diva subscriptions. Right. And the, the sticky page section was this page, uh, the section of the magazine that had all the sexy models in it, like right. all the big butts, big breasts, you know, all of that stuff. And so uh, clearly uh, the idea was that um, folks would have a little bit of fun looking at those pictures and mm-hmm. those pages would end up getting stuck together as a result. Mm-hmm. So, so this is our sexy sticky page section. And I would say that I, um, I I guess there's one couple we can talk about. I guess the last couple we played with. Sure. Um, so um, this couple we met on SLS. Um, if they if they end up listening to this podcast, they'll know exactly who they are. <laughs> um, we met them on SLS, and you know we began a chat with them. Uh, we ended up meeting at a um, swinger club uh, that was pretty close by and we met them with a group so we didn't really meet them with the intention on playing at all yeah we didn't plan on playing at the club at all Um, i mean we played at that club before but we just weren't like it was a group thing we were just you know coming checking out all the couples um didn't intend on uh, playing with a couple but if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So, <laughs> I like that. We were still ready to go. <laughs> yes. Yes. We were looking good, smelling good, and feeling good. Yeah. Um, so we had already knew a, cu- a few couples that were already there. But, you know, um, and a lot of the couples that we met there were pretty attractive. I'd mm-hmm. say, like, more than half were pretty attractive. Um, more than half we would have been willing to play with. Um, yeah. 
you know, there's probably maybe one or two couples, maybe, that we would just... I think it was more so the guy that nah. was not attractive. Yeah. That was your problem. I think, for the most part, the women were, were fuckable. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Belle knows that I like to dance a lot. You know, I'm not the best dancer, she'd probably say, <laughs> but I like to dance. But he'd be having a good time, so... Yes, and women have a good time with me, so I must be mm. doing something right. So me and the wife, we had, you know, we, we said our greetings and all that, but we were, you know, dancing a few times on the on the dance floor. Nothing too hot, but, you know, I think the reggae had came on. It did. And you really like reggae. I love reggae. I love dancing reggae. It's just it's so sexy. Um... <laughs> And we had started dancing, um, and I think you had come up to her at some point and started dancing with her. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I just, or she pulled me over, but we ended up in this, like, dance train where, Mm -hmm. like, I was facing her, I think, Mm and dancing, and you were behind her, and then her husband was was behind me. Yes. Yeah. Now, um... Now, I know that before this had happened, the two of you were already excited because there was um, one point where you guys were dancing with each other and feeling up on each other, which I was just watching from a distance because it was sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were feeling... I mean, these were two hot women just really just feeling each other and making out on the dance floor and all of that. Yeah. So I already had my eye on these two. Um, the husband, I think, his wife had to let him know that, hey, whoever you're talking to, <laughs> whoever you're you're socializing with right now needs to stop. I found what we need to be paying attention to for the rest of the night. That's what we found out from her later. Um, yeah. So th- I think that's when he started dancing with you. And it was so sexy because I think he had his hand down your dress and I had my hand down her dress. Mm-hmm. And people were just watching us. Yeah. You know. Um, you talk about um, being the center of attention at the party. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. And we were all, I mean, we were pretty sexy couple. So, again, didn't intend on going to the playroom, but after all of that touching, we ended up going to the playroom. Yeah. Um, and things got really interesting in the playroom yeah. for the first round. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, we had, even though me and the wife had been playing together, like, we're both, I guess, bi-selective, bi-curious, like, girl plays cool for the foreplay, but once we get down to business, it's all dicks all day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got in the playroom, and of course, everybody stripped down and could see really how sexy everybody was looking. Um, and so I started to play with the husband. He started going down on me. Wait, I feel like we have to back up, though, at least for mine, because... Okay. So at first, like you said, the he was over talking to somebody else, and like the three of us had been kind of really hanging close the whole time. So for a while, I thought like he was just not really into me, and that's cool, whatever. Um, but it kind of needs to be everybody is into everybody for whatever to go down. And so then, like I think he did come over at some point and started talking, and he likes to tell stories. 
And so he was telling this story about, you know, how he broke this bitch's back and, you know, she couldn't handle it. Oh, wow. He started with the stories early. Yeah, okay. he started with the stories early. And how she, could, she had requested him, but, you know, she, she couldn't handle it. And he had a curb. And I was like, oh, okay. So I see, I see his deal. Like, you know, he's, you know, trying to, you know, impress, you know, maybe intimidate. But I was like, all right. So now we get back into the, um, the playroom and so i'm like okay you know he didn't tell all these stories so i can't you know i can't back down on this one no matter mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna put it down mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. regardless <laughs> um so yes yeah, so i think he started eating me out um which was good oral is not always my fave but it was still good and i enjoyed it um, and then we started going in. And, like, as soon as he started, it was real intense. But in good intense. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a punk. Right. Yes, <laughs> no, you did, You certainly didn't sound like one. No. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was lots of screaming. Yeah, lot, lots, of, lots of screaming. Lots of screaming and um, lots of moaning. And, and uh, with uh, me and the wife... For for the first round, I can't remember what a lot of what happened then. I remember the second round very clearly, and that's what I'll probably focus on. Um, but um, she was she really liked giving oral. She really liked giving head. Mm. She she would look you right in the eye, um, and she clearly liked what she was doing. And that's always a big turn on. We had a good time in the playroom, and we were gonna call it a night after that. But then we started dancing. I don't know why we started dancing again. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was a song that came know. on. I don't know what happened. Started dancing again. And I think his wife said to me, do we need to start fucking again or something like that? <laughs> well, he, no, well, I know he was saying, because I was dancing with him. And I know I he like was he, saying yeah. to me, he was like, do you want to go back in the playroom? And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, if they go, if everybody's going, then I'm going. Mm-hmm. So, I, but I wasn't sure if like you wanted to go mm-hmm. back or not. And then, yeah, I think she said something. Yeah. I don't know if they just both came to the same conclusion <laughs> at the same time. Cause I remember her telling me that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I remember you asking me, hey, babe, it's up to you. Um, and, you know, because that's one of our rules. Like, if we're not all smashing, then, you know, we just yeah. we're not, you know, we're not going to, we're not, we're not going to have sex that night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, there is absolutely no reason not to go back there again. <laughs> now, when we went back there the second time, again, you know, things got heated, but she was really into it. Mm-hmm. And she was riding on top and she fucking exploded like yeah i mean she squirted i mean it she squirted like i was like so weird like how the playroom set up it's like all these big beds like late just you know, sandwiched next to each other. And so I was laying on the bed next to them and I was like Wait, what is on my arm? Like, I knew it wasn't sweat. Because, like, we had we weren't that into it. We hadn't gotten that far into it. And nobody was that sweaty. <laughs> yeah. But chicken squirted on my arm. <laughs> like, all, like, and it was, I was close, but I wasn't that close. <laughs> like, right, right, right. It splashed. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, like, a trickle. No. It it was like something exploded. Yeah. Um, and 
that would be the first of three times she would squirt that night. <laughs> and the the bed, I mean, you know, some people listen to this and be like, oh my God, that's disgusting. But it wasn't disgusting at no. the time at all. It was actually very hot. But the bed was fucking soaked. Yeah. Okay. It was soaked with her and with sweat. I feel sorry for whoever even has to, had to check that bed to see if it was clean enough to play on. Um, <laughs> so one of the, the, the kick of the... What, one of the things that we got a kick out of that we found out later is that one of the couples that were watching us and there was we we had drawn a crowd there were there were a lot of people watching us and that night was very special because there were a lot of attractive couples mm-hmm. in the playroom that night but we were the hottest ones there yes um, and we were like our play I want to say was like the most exciting exciting intense and long yeah. it was long we're, yeah we were, we were in there, back a long there for a long time, time. at least 45 minutes yeah. we were fucking yeah. um, <laughs> like continuously continuously it's not like we took a break nah. um so um a lot of people were just watching us a lot of the couple friends we saw uh come in that night came by and checked us out um mm-hmm. and so um i think i think one of the couples that saw us might have got like turned off and, yeah like <laughs> you know, they were like, "All right, well, I guess they 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 found their couple." Right. You know, they might have got a little jealous. They don't, they're not talking to us anymore. But um, one of the couples that were watching had said something to the effect of, "You know, she was wondering if we had gotten paid to perform that night." Yeah. Um, and that is always a great compliment to get mm-hmm. when you when you when when you're fucking like a porn star. That's, exactly. You know, and and we certainly did that. So that was, so that was a lot of fun. We hope to play with that couple again. Um, if they're listening, they know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that was our sticky pages for this episode. Yeah. Um, we will have them. Um, we'll have one for every episode, hopefully, unless we take a hiatus, which is always possible. Send us your sticky pages. We would be happy to uh, read them on air if they are sticky enough. Yeah. Send um, us your questions too. Like, again, this is, like, I guess a self-help podcast or a couple. I don't know. But we like to answer questions, so you can send those, too. Yes, questions, adventures, um, suggestions. Um, and if you are a sexy couple out there that uh, is interested in meeting us, um, and um, and I'll, I'll tell you now, we don't meet with all, every couple, but um, every couple that reaches out to us for a variety of reasons, but... Um, yeah, uh, let us know. Outside of that, I think that uh, wraps up this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks.